Hey, welcome to Crocker and Cone. That's Eric Crocker. I'm Grant Cone. Uh, training starts in like two weeks, and it's going to be Trey Lance time. So I want to, I want to put like set our expectations for him entering year one. I guess he's a bit of an unknown, but I want to compare him to the other quarterbacks the Niners could have had who played a lot, a lot, a lot last year and are much more known. And Crocker studies these guys very closely, so I want to get Crocker's take. Um, been interested. First of all, Niners traded up. They could have had. Justin Fields, were they right to take Trey Lance over Justin Fields with a year of evidence and hindsight at your disposal? With a year evidence and hindsight, I, I would say yes. And, and this is why. And you actually kind of lumped this together. It was, you know, should they have taken them over Zach Wilson, Mac Jones? I know we were going to get to that, but I, yeah. here's my take on this. One, when this is a tweet that I put out before the NFL draft that year and it said that you know if there's any one quarterback that i would take in this class it would be trey lance over mm. everyone else like over mm. J uh, trevor lawrence over zach wilson over all these quarterbacks the tweet is out there and my reasoning for that is the things that you start to learn about a player and their mental part right like i've been in these yeah. nfl locker rooms and even other leagues. And the reason why most guys don't work out is not because of lack of talent. Right. It's because something upstairs. Yeah. You know, are they willing to put in the extra work? Are they willing to go above and beyond? How much do they truly love this, right? Right. And everything that you start to find out about Trey Lance was that this is a guy who definitely possesses all the physical attributes. We know that. Mm -hmm. And he clearly was not a quote-unquote finished product coming out mm -hmm. of college. But when you have that mental makeup, that mindset to go above and beyond in your work ethic, you're going to do everything possible to be able to reach your full potential. And I got that from him more so than any of the other guys. So once I learned that about him and you start to listen to some of the things that people are saying about him, um, who was it that went? Daniel Jeremiah? Was it? It was Daniel Jeremiah. It was one of those high ranking draft yeah. guys. And... What they said was, this is a guy that's wise beyond his years. He's extremely, uh, extremely uh, uh, mature for his age. Obviously, we know about the limited snaps, but whatever he was going through at that time, like he's going to overcome those things. And we've seen some of it, right? Accuracy issues, sometimes the ball going all over the place. But because of the person that he is, he's going to overcome those things. And everybody looks at a guy like Josh Allen and is like, well, Josh Allen wasn't very accurate coming out. Like He, he wasn't. And he had a lot more reps than Trey Lance coming out as well. So that's helpful. And Trey Lance is going to need those reps. But one thing about Josh Allen, I under I underestimated his work ethic. I underestimated who Josh Allen is. And his success has not come out of like out of nowhere. It's not something that, well, oh, he just came and, and we don't know how. Like, no, he put in the work to figure it out, to go above and beyond. And I think that Trey Lance is that person. So in hindsight, you can look at some of these guys out of their rookie year, and I don't think anybody was exceptional. I think I think Mac Jones was the most efficient, and even then, he had a lot of ups and downs as well. So I don't think anyone did anything last year that's like, oh, man, I definitely would like to have this guy over Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is in a good spot, and he just needs a little bit more experience to – fully become the player that we believe he can. It's funny you brought up Daniel Jeremiah. I believe he wrote an article right after or before Trey Lance's pro day comparing him to Andrew Luck. No no qualifiers. So this guy reminds me of Andrew Luck. So that's high praise from Daniel Jeremiah. What I'd like to ask you about is 
we're on the same page with Lance, but what do you think of Fields? Because before the draft, a lot of people on Niners Twitter really wanted Justin Fields. He was a controversial prospect. He dropped to 12. Um, he's on a terrible team. I saw him in person. I felt that he kept the Bears in that game. He was the only reason the Bears were competitive against the Niners. At the same time, he had he only won two games. He got sacked a ton. What do you, what do you think of Justin Fields? I think he's the most talented quarterback in that class. For me, he's my QB1. Now, again, who would I draft and who would I, for the long term, it, I, Trey Lance. And I okay. said that pre-draft. But as far as who's the most talented, he was talented. He was accurate. He was efficient. Uh, I mean, physical freak as far as his ability uh, on the move, to be able to, his ability to make plays off script. So, you know, that's a guy pre-draft where I'm like, man, you know, if they take him, obviously I'm, I'm extremely excited. But, again, it starts to come back to, you know, trying to find out who this player is. And there were those questions, and I don't know yeah. if it's true or not, but they talked about, you know, kind of the work ethic. Or, right. you know, is he going to work hard? Like, is he a great teammate? Maybe somebody was just giving bad information. But just the fact that those things came up, and I never really heard too many people kind of dispute that. It was a little, I don't want to say worrisome, but it was something that I took note of. So, you know, is he, he's in this situation. How is he going to be able to overcome that adversity of really what looks like a stinky Bears roster? I know they just yeah. went and got Nikhil Harry. I don't know how much he's going to help Justin Fields either. And we just talked about that on my Locked On 49, I mean, Locked On Draft podcast. But love Justin Fields and his upside, but is he the person that's going to really go above and beyond to try to figure out how to overcome the adversity? I, I couldn't grasp that pre-draft. I feel like when I saw him in person, he's a little smaller than Lance, but he's big and he's quicker than Lance. He's faster than Lance. He's more athletic than Lance. I mean, he can run around in circles and make people miss almost like Kyler and Lamar. And he's also very accurate with a strong arm. The one thing that concerns me about him and it went back to college. It's really the only thing is the sacks. He gets sacked a lot. He got sacked a lot in college too, but maybe if they gave him a better offensive line, some bet, some receivers who got open quicker, a better scheme, they could probably work on that. I think Kyler Murray led the league in sacks his rookie year, and that hasn't been an issue for him since. So that's the one thing I'd like him to see. He kind of plays hero ball, but in Chicago, he kind of has to. So I, I actually think if you could get him out of that organization, if I were GM, I'd be looking at him in two or three years like, I want that guy. They're going to fuck him up in Chicago. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But I do like him very much. I do think the Niners made the right call, though. Yeah, you know, a lot of times when you see a guy, I don't want to say fall, but, you know, he essentially kind of failed, and he failed to, yep. the, to the Bears. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, that, that head coach is going to be out of there in a year. Yeah, that's true. And then it's just – And they're know, not going to get him weapons. They never get the quarterback weapons in freaking Chicago. I don't know why they do that. It's like they're stuck in 1985. Who are yeah, their the wide receivers? So the tight end is cool, Cole Komet. Like, okay. you know, he, he, he's young. Yeah. We'll see what happens with him. But they had Allen Robinson and Mooney playing off of Allen Robinson. That, that was solid. Well, now yeah. we know he went to the Rams. So yeah. you have Darnell Mooney. Matter of fact, hold on, because I just wrote it down for our show yeah. yesterday. Not not a great list of, of, of mm. receivers. Or at least not a great list of established receivers. So you got Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, who's probably your second best receiver right now. Velas Jones Jr., who's a 25-year-old rookie out of Tennessee, who right. I do like. But yes, now he's coming yeah. in and it's like, damn, I got to be the guy. We'll yeah. see. Uh, Nikhil Harry, Daz Newsom, who's kind of more of a slot out of UNC. Yeah. He was a mid-round pick. You got yeah. Equinemia Nim St. Brown, who had plenty of opportunities to really make something happen in Green Bay. And they're trying to find any and everyone 
who can be a wide receiver two. You don't even got to be a wide receiver one. Can you be a wide receiver two? And they let him go even after losing uh, uh, Valdez-Scantlin and uh, Devontae Adams. Then they got Dante Pettis and David Moore. Man, that's organizational malpractice. You're not even paying for your quarterback, but he's a big investment, and you won't invest in people who can help him on offense. What's up with that? Right. So, yeah, I don't like what they're doing for Justin Fields. And and the more beatings you take, especially, I mean, their offensive line was poor. You can start to develop these kind of bad habits of really seeing ghosts and not playing under uh, being composed. And if that's what's going to happen with him, you know, it's just – it's not it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Yep, I agree. Um let's move on. Now, I know you said you would take Trey Lance over pretty much everyone. Yeah. So let me rephrase the question. Mac Jones had a really good rookie year. Went to the Pro Bowl, went to the playoffs. Looked like I mean, for a rookie, he was really good. He looked yeah. like a vet. And he, the, the the Patriots won with him. Do you think part of Kyle Shanahan or some of the people in the Niners are looking at Mac being like, "You should have just taken Mac." He's a sure thing. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think the last thing you said about like the sure thing, and you never quite yeah. know if a guy is yeah. going to be a sure thing. But I think you know when it comes to being pro ready, he he was that guy, right? I remember a few years ago we talked about the Josh Allen class with Lamar Jackson, all those guys. Do you remember who the pro ready quarterback was in that class? Oh my God, uh, was it was it Darnold? Nope. Was Josh it Rosen. Josh right? Rosen? Josh Rosen was. I know from your alma mater, okay, quarterback. Yeah. yeah, Josh Rosen was the guy where it's like that's the sure thing, you know, high floor, low ceiling, all that. And I mean, he's been shipped around. I don't even know where he's at now. He's Maybe still league. Atlanta. I don't know. It's ugly. I don't think he's but, in the league anymore. Right. So you know, you you never quite know. But okay, let's say Mac Jones is or has shown the ability to be what people expected him to be, which was, hey, man, he could be this efficient quarterback. He processes uh, fast. You know, he maybe doesn't have, like, the biggest arm, not Mm -hmm. the most athletic. I think he's a little bit more athletic than people give him credit for. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see anything from Mac Jones that was like, man, like, this is the guy. Like, he's going to take you above and beyond you know, and that's what the 49ers need, right? We, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo in these situations, and I'm not saying Matt can't be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just saying, you know, in the sense of what's needed to win with that style of quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just need you to make a play, right? right. Like, it's the key moment. Everything's not going to be perfect for you. Right. Can you figure out a way to make a play? And Jimmy Garoppolo just could not. And he's yeah. kind of been handed this situation of being on the biggest stage, right? Mm-hmm. You had to run, throw the ball eight times, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And damn, we're in the Super Bowl. Dang, you know, we just need you to make a couple throws. Couldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? Same last year. Man, we got a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of the championship game where you kind of tried to blow it against the the damn um, Green Bay Cowboys Packers. And the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. Well, both, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but now we just need you. Can you just make a play for it? Couldn't do it. No. Right, I think it was everybody talks about the tart drop interception, but the offense had like six yards on our last three possessions or something crazy like that. Right, yeah. not good. So, can you have a guy that makes a plays? Well, when I watch uh, Mac Jones, and there are a lot of things that I feel like he does well. He gets the ball out of his hands quick, he threw to the running backs a ton. That's awesome. Not a lot of negative plays, but <laughs> but yeah. he was more so of what we kind of expected. He was a guy who, again, rookie, so you have to take this in context and whatnot but they lost four of their last five games including the playoff game where he stood no chance being on the field with josh allen Mm -hmm. and maybe some people would say well their defense didn't play either and it's like well their offense didn't either and he's part of that 
could say maybe, hey, the weapons they have, the two tight ends with John U. Smith and Hunter Henry and, you know, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, maybe it's not enough. Maybe, right? Yeah. But they haven't done anything to improve on that. Maybe draft a, a Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. We'll, we'll see how he adapts. But they lost four of their last five games. Their only win was against Jacksonville, and he threw seven interceptions in that time. So if we're if it's a and he didn't throw a pick against Jacksonville. So in the other four games, he threw seven picks. If it were any other guy, or let's say let's flip flop that. Let's say let's Trey Lance, and and the Patriots lost four of their last five games through seven interceptions in in four of those. The only win was against Jacksonville. What would they be saying? What would the narrative be, right? So yeah. because Mac Jones somehow made the Pro Bowl, it's oh man, great, and that was the can't miss guy. Yeah. But it was not as great as I believe people think. And I think he's more of what I thought he would be. Can he be better than that? And I think he can. We'll see. I, I don't think anybody's just, this is 100% what he's going to be throughout his career. But if what people thought pre-draft, like he is more of Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, and we'll see if he can be more than that. To me, he's like the most average quarterback in the league. He is the 16th best quarterback in the league. And I don't know that he, you good? Sorry, oh, my good. daughter was asking the question. Go ahead. I'm good. Oh, it's all good. I just felt like he's he's the he's the most average quarterback in the league, and I don't think he's going to get much better than where he's at. I'd rank him like 15th or 16th. And for example, everyone's really excited about Mac Jones for whatever reason. What's the difference really between him and Tua? They went to the same school. They neither one has a super big arm. What is the difference really between them? I think there's a big difference. I think it's, that the the biggest difference between Tua and Mac is the expectations were much higher for Tua coming out. It was tank for Tua. Whereas Mac, it was like, yeah, like, you know, obviously this is a guy that plays the quarterback position at a high level. Right. But I don't know, like, especially if you watch him in the NFL. Now, again, we've seen a couple years of Tua as opposed to yeah. one year for Mac. And Mac's year was solid. Tua, it's been very <laughs> Mac Jones-ish, yeah. you know? And uh, if, let's say this, all right, because we remember Tua's rookie year, there were times where in, in certain situations he would get yanked. For Fitzpatrick, yes. If if the Patriots would have kept Cam Newton or had a comparable backup, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo was there, mm -hmm. when the Patriots were two and four, right, with Mac Jones to start the season, I, would they have went probably, to a different quarterback? Probably, maybe. I, I got a hot take. Two is going to have a better year this year than Mac Jones. Two has got a better supporting cast. They have very similar skill set, uh, except two is probably a little quicker on his feet. Two is going to have a better year. That's what I'm saying. He has terrific weapons as well, so that, you know that'll help. But uh, yeah, I when I if I had to bet money, I would say Tua would have the better year. Yes. All right. Last Trey Lance comparison question. Do you real quick? I just want to say sure. Anything I was saying because there are people that really defend Mac Jones, and I, you know I can see the comments in it. Sure. I Mac Jones is solid. This is He's not a, a knock. It's just in the sense of it's not. Will he a, ever be a top ten quarterback in his life? I don't know about that. When you look at the list of top 10 quarterbacks, he'd have to be Tom Brady to be a top 10 quarterback. And I don't know if he'll ever be that. The fact that he was a pro bowler last year kind of boggles my mind. Like that means the NFL saying he already is like, no, he's not. What are we talking about? Well, I think that's the NFL saying a lot of quarterbacks were like, I'm not playing in that game. Fair. Fair. <laughs> All right. So the Jets took Zach Wilson number two. He had a terrible rookie year. He was a rookie. He was on a young team. Do you think... They're looking at the Niners right now saying, damn, we should have took Trey Lance. I, I don't know if they're saying, damn, we should have took Trey Lance, but 
if they have these second thoughts about the quarterback that they took, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Yeah. This is a guy who does have talent, and, and, and I've seen that. And again, we can make all the excuses for him. The offensive line, it wasn't great. They had some injuries. Oh, mm -hmm. the weapons, you know, even though I don't think the weapons were that bad, but whatever, you know, the right. weapons, not great with uh, Corey Davis and Burials, even though they extended him and uh, they had the rookie Elijah Moore, even though he was one of the better rookie receivers. But yeah, hey, he had no weapons and yeah. he needed help. All right, so... We'll see. Second year in the offense, you had a first year office coordinator. Maybe he figures out more how to, to make plays. But again, it's going to come down to the thing that I questioned before. Maturity. Who are you yeah. up here? Yeah. Who are you up here? Uh, you know, how much adversity has he faced and really had to work through those things? And how did he handle that? Right. I, I know everybody wants to look at Zach Wilson's last year. And I had questions about it because this was a guy who was a – 58 59 60 percent passer and then all of a sudden it shoots up well why does it shoot up? shoot up you had a pandemic yeah. and you had these teams that he was playing like uh north alabama yeah uh north texas yeah right he's playing texas state you know yeah. schools like that and yeah. your receivers you throw it up to them they catch it and you know they're better they're, your offensive line was terrific they had several guys get drafted from that offensive line uh tyra algier the running back he got drafted as well so yeah. you know there were a lot of uh, talented guys there on the BYU team and did they kind of prop up maybe what he looked like he was because heading into that year he was like I don't know 50th ranked quarterback That's or something right. like that and I'm not saying he's bad uh, I'm just saying there's a there's a scenario where he was potentially overdrafted and I could see the Jets thinking is he the guy? They got to figure that out. He out there smashing people's uh, moms and stuff so I don't know. And you talk about maturity right and you were saying how much uh, that meant to you with Trey Lance I mean and then everyone questioned Justin Fields' maturity, although to me, you got to look at Zach Wilson, man. I mean, not just with the mom thing, although that's amazing. Amazing in the sense that I can't believe it's true and I can't believe that the story came out. Like, wow. Um, <laughs> the way yeah. he plays football, though, like he <clears throat> passes up easy throws all the time. He plays like he thinks he's Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, and he's not that athletic. I mean, he'd be better off playing like he was Tua or Mac Jones and using his quick release and getting the ball out. <clears throat> but he holds the ball a long time, takes a ton of sacks, has a ton of negative plays. I don't know about this guy, man. I don't know if he – I don't think he's, at, he's, as, he's as athletic as he thinks he is. He's not as athletic as Trey or Fields. I don't like his decision-making on or off the field. I'm kind of down – I'm out, I think, on Zach Wilson. I don't like it. I think that yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's young and we'll have to, you know, sometimes you got to give these guys a, a chance to mature, right? Yeah. And <laughs> who he is year two, maybe he's a different person, uh, you know, heading into year three, year four, but you're going to have to make that jump and he's going to have to want to really get better, right? Because we've seen guys and I saw someone say, I saw someone uh, talk about uh, Johnny Manziel. They're, they're basically saying Zach Wilson's Johnny Manziel, but like not as good. <laughs> or, or something like that, right? And He's the Mormon Manziel, right? <laughs> right. And John yeah. Manziel, one thing people forget, like at Texas, at uh, Texas A&M, and, 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 he, yeah. he was good. Now, it was the Alabama. mental part of it, going to the yeah. NFL, and he was like, man, I'm not taking this serious. Right. And that's where the issues were. Now, you know, will Zach Wilson take it more serious? And if he does, then that's when – because when you hear John Manziel, people are all bust, wasn't good. It's like, man, the dude just – he didn't get it up here like what it took to be a professional sure. quarterback in the nfl it's right. not like he lacked the actual ability to play the quarterback at a high level or a good level so um zach wilson same thing i think he possesses all the tools but the maturity aspect of it that's going to fail guys more times than not
I feel like there is a comparison between Manziel and, and Wilson. Now, Manziel failed because of substance stuff. Um, but I saw him play like he wanted to be an athlete at quarterback, but he wasn't that athletic in the NFL. He was more athletic than Jimmy. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? But like he should have been playing like Tua, someone who used or Fitzpatrick, someone who uses their mobility to escape pressure and scramble here and there. But he wanted to run around, make plays, extend the play. And it's like, man, you're going to get chased down by pass rushers. And I didn't think he was that effect. I don't think he was like, like what, what the, what the jets say about uh, Zach Wilson is he needs to embrace the boring parts of the position more like just execute. And I don't think Manziel wanted to execute. I think he's, I don't have to, man. I've been running around my whole life. I feel like Zach Wilson does that too. And that's going to be a huge mentality shift. Like, okay, I'm going to be a, a game managing executor. Like, mm, you don't see yourself that way. You think you're Kyler Murray. There was a time when I felt like Aaron Rodgers was doing that. Like uh, a few years ago, there was a time where I'm like, is Aaron Rodgers watching film on the defense? Because he was just doing whatever. And he's amazing, so it doesn't matter. And he has Devontae Adams. And I feel like they're just playing one – they're just playing two on 11 out there where he's just looking, okay, what's DB? Okay, let me just throw it to Devontae Adams regardless of what the defense is doing. Well, Zach Wilson, you don't got a Devontae Adams and you're not Aaron Rodgers. So you do have to learn how to win before before the play. And that's one thing that guys like, let's say Mac Jones. Mac Jones, he gets that. Yeah. Right. Like Mac Jones gets that part. And then he's accurate enough to efficiently uh, distribute the ball uh, after the play. It's just not, you know. It's but, yeah. funny you should bring up uh, Aaron Rodgers because they're, he's in the same exact system as Zach Wilson. They're, they're both coached by LaFleurs. And when Zach Wilson was coming out, when people liked him, they were comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. So, Zach, watch how Aaron Rodgers executes the offense. You just go out there and say YOLO and do whatever you want. Don't do that because you're going to get everyone fired in New York. It's going to be your fault. Yeah, they, they won't be there long and people will be looking no. at Salah, who I, I thought Salah would be a great fit for the New York Jets to kind of really change the culture of what they're doing there. Now, he's not calling plays. I think it's Jeff Obrick, a former okay. 49er. I think he's the defensive coordinator. Right. He's the guy calling plays, things like that. Can, uh, can Robert Salah's mentality still kind of tape shape with that team even though he doesn't have his hand on the defense maybe as much as he would have in the past i don't know that's that's on paper i feel like they've put together a really good young roster on the jets but it's young and it's very young if zach wilson flops they won't have time to see it through and someone else will inherit it and get the right quarterback and win a lot with the jets so i hope yeah very young you know i i've been on let's say uh arena football right like i played for the san jose sabercats it was a very veteran team and we were great. Like the way we prepared, we prepared, really prepared at the highest level. Everything was very structured. It was almost kind of militant the way it was. And I wasn't used to that, but it resulted. Shoot, I got my, I got my championship ring right here, nice. you know? So, nice. uh, you know, we ended up winning the championship and all that. And it was like, man, I learned so much from that year. Just really how to be a professional. But I had a lot of veterans around me. I was one of the only, like one of the younger guys, or at least one of the more inexperienced guys on that roster. Well, the year before I played in Portland, and that team was so young. And it was kind of this expansion team. I was like the number one overall pick in that draft. But I had no idea what it meant to like truly prepare, truly be a leader, all those things. And we lost a lot of games because we just were young. We had a lot of talent, right? but we just didn't quite get it. And even going back the year before that, New York Jets, when I was with them, it was there was a good... Nuclear there was a good amount of veterans, right? Antonio Camardi, Calvin Pace... Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, uh, you know, you had the the linebacker, Demario Davis, but he was a little mm-hmm. younger at that time. But there were a lot of good veterans on that defense, and they kind of carried that team to an 8-8 eight eight record, 
right? When Got they it. had so much youth and inexperience on the offensive side. So uh, the Jets, kind of circling back to them, you definitely need those those real veterans. And who who are who are the veterans on the Jets right now? That's going to be really like, hey man, like, follow Thomas me. Thomas. <laughs> right, exactly. So, not okay. ideal. Nope. Uh, all right, we're gonna get back to Lance, but first, I want to do. I want to talk about the NFL at large. I want to rank the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL heading into the season. I never do this, but I did it this morning, and it was fun, and I felt it was actually kind of easy. Now, I don't want you to put it in order because that's hard. But I just want to see right. how many people we agree on in the top ten. Because you always hear people be like, "Is so and so a top ten quarterback?" I don't know who are the top ten quarterbacks. So let's right. And real quick, we we yeah. both have our top ten list. We did not yeah. discuss either one yeah. of our list at all. I have no idea who's on Crocker's list. So why don't we go through and get as many uh, names that we agree on as possible, and then we'll argue out the rest. So for, who's the first name on your list? No particular order. Right. Um, I was just kind of rattling them off okay. in my head, but Tom Brady. Yep. All right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. In order. J Josh Allen. Uh-huh. In order. I, I didn't. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Yep. That's five. We're five for five. All right. Lamar Jackson. I didn't put him on. Let's come back to let's come, right. let's come back to Lamar Jackson. Let's okay. come back to Lamar. Joe Burrow. I didn't put him on either. Okay, we've got two we disagree with. All right, Justin Herbert. Yes, six. All right, Dak Prescott. Yes, seven. Matthew Stafford. Yes. Okay, so we agree on eight. I we think that's we 10, disagree yeah. on two, and the two you put in are Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. They would be right outside the top ten for me. The two people I put in instead, you. I mean, it's arguable, but. Russell Wilson? Kyler, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. I know <laughs> that Russell Wilson isn't what he was two, three years ago, but uh, I still think he's top 10. I mean, the reason I left Burrow out is I feel like, man, he takes a hell of a lot of sacks. Now, maybe it's their offensive line is, is trash, but I feel like he holds the ball a long time. At least that's what I saw that time I saw him in Cincinnati. Like, he makes plays, and he has a lot of negative plays, too. That's why I left them out. And I was wondering, like, that whole, like, the, the Lamar Jackson – Joe Burrow, you can also argue Kirk Cousins right there too, right? I mean, his numbers are pretty good. I don't know. It's a tough real, real quick, I want to – I see somebody in the chat, and they said Deshaun Watson's a rapist. And Deshaun Watson was never accused of rape. Right. That's, that's it was, fair. Yeah. It was other weird stuff. That he had yeah. people eh, – he had them sign an NDA about it or something, but he was never accused of rape. No, you know who wasn't. was accused of rape? Ben Roethlisberger. He was that's accused true. of rape multiple times. Like that's literally true. forcing himself – on a person and sticking his wee wee there. That uh uh Deshaun Watson was not like that's not what they're accusing him of. They're that's accusing him of being weird and getting his love juices on people or whatever. I don't want to talk about Deshaun today. We talked about right, him. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. I just saw we, that in the channel. I'm like, no, these are different people. things. So I put Kyler and, and, and Russell. Why'd you leave him out? Uh so Russell Wilson, I, I just it really kind of came down to Dak Prescott. He was the, so wait. There were two guys. Okay, Joe Burrow. I just think Joe Burrow is terrific. Okay, I think he's really good. You know, I okay. think when you start talking about uh, you know how to play the quarterback position uh, from the you know the the mental side of things, I think he processes extremely well. He throws a good ball all over the field. Not the most physically gifted quarterback, yeah. but definitely can still make all of the throws. And then like when you watch him against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
he does an amazing job of that 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 when I was talking about like I need a quarterback to just make can you make that play he can make right play. and and he did that with his Cut legs his chin, right? on the move run for first down like whatever I had to do I just I got to get this win in the biggest moment he was able to do those type Eric of things Clark to will his Kirk team cousins can right 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 but here's my thing with Lamar Jackson I, Lamar Jackson at one point was a top five quarterback and I just don't know if it's him or Greg Roman. But if you look at his numbers, man, his touchdown passes have gone down three years in a row. His interceptions have gone up three years in a row. His yards per carry have gone down three years in a row. Either he's getting figured out or Greg, the way Greg Roman uses him is getting figured out. I don't know what it is, man. I just don't – I don't watch him enough to say. But what is that? Because I don't like Greg Roman. He's very, very – I don't like him. Yeah, I don't, I don't – I mean, I feel like his offense is pretty easy to catch on to. Exactly. Uh, but even then, I think this this is how I look at it. How many quarterbacks in the league keep coordinators up at night when they're starting to when they have to game plan for that guy? I mean, and Lamar there ain't there yeah. ain't ten guys that are more difficult to prepare for than Lamar Jackson. And then you know they just kind of put out the stats like his just overall record like as a starter, and it's like it's crazy. Most wins before turning 25, like, I mean, league MVP, like he's done all these special things. And really a lot of people forget this, but before he kind of got banged up last year and got hurt, they were talking about him being like the leader for MVP that first half of the season. And then I don't know what happened. They had a ton of injuries. Matter of fact, I mean, the whole team was just decimated by injuries, including him being in and out of the lineup. But overall, like, I mean, that's a guy where, he he's just he's too freakish. He's too scary. And when when if I see Baltimore on the 49ers schedule, I'm like, damn, how do you stop Deshaun Watson? I don't feel like you even. I mean, not Deshaun Watson. Excuse me. Um, how do you stop Lamar? But still, uh, you, you, Lamar you, you, Jackson, both black quarterbacks. But yeah. um, how do you stop stop Lamar Jackson? I don't do that with a lot of quarterbacks. Other guys is like, okay, we know this quarterback is good. He's going to do this and that. But Lamar Jackson, I think he he pumps just fear in guys. See, I guess it's it's. Uh, personal for me. I've watched these people in person. I've watched, I've watched Russell Wilson for a decade and he always wins whenever I watch. He always finds a way to win. The one yeah. time I saw uh, Lamar Jackson play the Niners, um, he lost and the Niners did a good job against him. I, Lamar Jackson is really good. I mean, you make a good argument for him. I guess, would you rather have this season, Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson? Lamar Jackson. Whew. Whew. Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray this year? Lamar Jackson. Wow. Okay. All right. And, and now that that goes to the the who, who the player is, right? And everything that we hear about Kyler Murray, it's a little different. They start talking about True. Um, his lack it's of leadership yeah. ability and things like that. And you know, True baseball I've player. even heard uh, what was it Larry Fitzgerald kind of throw that at like, oh, you know, think he's a better leader now. Like you know, like he kind of he didn't want to throw him under the bus, but he kind of alluded to where like, hey, this is an area he can improve on. You don't hear that from Lamar Jackson and his teammates. That's a really good point. Um, I really want to see Lamar Jackson get away from Greg Roman because Greg Roman's always going to handicap what he can do. You know, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Put him in a yeah. real offense. Yeah. He'd be better on the Niners running what, yeah. what uh, Trey Lance is going to be running. Smack Jones, thank you very much. Been a minute. We got one more thing. Mark Selden, thank you. Appreciate that. Hold on. There's another one from you, I think. $5 one? I'll find it. Hold on. We got one last topic. So we talked about the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And this is really just to set up this question. What is the likelihood that Trey Lance will be a top 10 quarterback statistically in 2022? And the reason I even bring it up is because in terms of statistically, 
QBR. Jimmy was 13th last year. He was right one spot below Joe Burrow, and he was ahead of Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins, which is really a testament to how good the rest of the team is, how good the receivers are, and how good Kyle Shanahan is. So if Jimmy Garoppolo can be 13th in QBR, what are the odds that Trey Lance could be top 10? Well, I think he definitely can because I think when you – with um, QBR, they, they factor in the running ability as they well, do. right? Yes, they do. So I think that can help kind of boost him and be in that top 10 range. Now he's going to have to, you know, make sure that he's not turning the ball over, which he wasn't a high turnover he wasn't. guy in college. I mean, I think he turned it over twice right. uh, in, what, 17 starts, one pick, like one fumble yeah. or whatnot. But uh, obviously against lower-level talent, if he can continue to – improve on that uh I, I don't see a reason why he can't potentially be a top 10 uh statistical quarterback again i mean even going back 2019 i think that was jimmy's probably best year um statistically he was top 10 in a lot of categories so absolutely I, that's i think people are kind of underestimating with trey lance my only question is how long can the niners keep him upright because i have a lot of questions with their offensive line but yeah. he seems like he can avoid a lot of pressure himself he can keep himself upright for a while. And I think with all these weapons and Kyle Shanahan scheming things up, he's probably going to have really good numbers this year. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I think a lot of people are expecting, oh, maybe 55% completions and a lot of turnovers. No, I think he's going to have a lot of really easy throws, just like Jimmy. He's going to have some big plays, and he's going to have a quarterback rating over 100. Maybe that's too much. That's too high of a bar to, to set for the expectations for him. I just think... Man, if Jimmy can have like a 98 quarterback rating on this team, Trey could probably do like 105, even as a first-year starter. Uh, uh, Maybe uh, first -year passer, passer rating. What did I say? Qu quarterback rating. Because, you know, oh, yeah, they're a little different. the metrics yeah, yeah, are true. a little passer different. Rating. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but, yeah, uh, no, nah, definitely. Again, it's going to come down to just taking care of the ball. And if he can limit those, then, yeah, I think he could definitely have a good passer rating. He has terrific weapons, man, like terrific weapons. They want to lean on the run game, the play action. I think for Trey Lance is just getting more comfortable with what he's seeing post-snap. And that yeah. should lead to him being more accurate. Uh, and the more comfortable he gets, he should be able to, you know, distribute the ball better. So uh, that he should. You know, we'll see if that happens or not. And one big difference I'm expecting, everyone's uh, talking about how's the offense going to be different. Yes, he's going to run. Yes, it's going to be big plays. But I think most importantly, he's going to have fewer negative plays than Jimmy. I think that's the most important thing because this team is driven by their defense and running game. Jimmy kills me. He's a game manager who throws a lot of picks, I think, and takes a lot of sacks, both of them. I think you're going to see Trey Lance um, avoid a lot of sacks and be like among the league leaders in sack percentage in terms of the fewest. Like every year it's Brady. He gets sacked the fewest. But I think Lance is going to be top 10 in that statistic, and I think he's going to limit uh, interceptions. I could be wrong. But that's what he did in college, so that's what I'm expecting to see in the NFL, right? Or yeah. or something something similar to it, right? Like I'd say his interceptions uh, over under at nine. That sounds about you right. Know, yeah. So now RG three through five his rookie year under Kyle Shanahan, but this is going to be a different offense. It's not going to be. I don't. Probably going to throw a little bit more than Kyle, than RG three through that year. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I, he's not going to run nearly as much as RG three. RG three was. A different type of athlete. I mean, we're talking about a guy who ran a four-three. Uh, they were definitely going to utilize his legs more. I think we saw last year, like with Trey Lance, he can definitely utilize his 
he will be better suited to use his athleticism near the end zone and on off scripted passing plays yeah as opposed to it's in the open field and we just want to run read option or zone option or whatever i I don't think that's going to be his thing so we should see his carries down a a bunch like his carries per game down from what we saw especially against like the arizona cardinals last year Uh, and if we can see more of what he did on the first play of the game where had a free runner off the edge he stepped up and ran for 15 yards i think we'll see more of that version of him as a runner yeah other quarterbacks who use their legs like that patrick mahomes John right Hardy, dak prescott you know they avoid sacks they keep plays alive they don't necessarily run a ton of zone reads but who cares i mean that's a play that you don't want to run seven times in a game i mean unless you have lamar jackson otherwise it's like i'll run it maybe i'll run it a lot but the quarterback's going to keep it once and it'll be for a touchdown from seven yards out it's going to be for a really big play what you need is multiple scrambles for first town multiple like plays where you avoid a free rusher lance can do that and 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 that's where he's gonna get better you talked about uh jimmy garoppolo right mm-hmm. and some of the things where he's like negative player. not very good but one area where jimmy did excel for the most part was third downs yeah and that contributed to moving the moving the chains a lot right and that's he an area where definitely tra- he was never that guy who would check it down and just walk off the field like alex smith right make the throw yeah. Right. And there are a lot of people like Jimmy Garoppolo check down my I'm like, he's not really checking down. He just no. throws short passes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so so um if if Trey Lance can get that part down, right? Like starting to be more efficient on third downs, I think that's where you start to see him really kind of take off as a quarterback. Because he wasn't good on third downs last year. True. And what's interesting is Jimmy kind of has like a whole screw it attitude where it's third and seven. I'm throwing it eight yards. And if there's eight people, eight, eight defenders in the lane, who cares? Like, I'm going to thread the needle. and He's got to make the catch. Trey's cautious. Trey didn't put the ball in harm's way in college. There, I mean, he didn't throw the ball into traffic in the college. He didn't have to. And this, I don't think he's programmed to just say, YOLO, I'm throwing it in there. If, it's, if there's traffic, he'll hold on to the ball because he can buy time. He can scramble. And maybe that's a good thing. I think I'd rather have a quarterback who can extend the play than a guy who just has to force it in there in two seconds. But – We'll see if it, if it translates for Trey Lance. He could be a failure. I have no idea. I just, I think he's going to be really good. We'll see. We but, shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited uh, though. And and I would say, uh, I don't think I'm, I don't want to use the word cautiously optimistic. That's not what I am. I think I, I understand what's going to go into his development and that I'd assume that there will be some ups and downs especially for a guy with as little experience as he has, uh, just throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like those are things that we should start to see him improve on uh, throughout this season and definitely heading into year three. Ben Myerson has a good uh, comment before we leave. He says, Trey Lance tied Josh Allen for the best pressure to sack percentage. That's an interesting sack, uh, stat. I was looking at sack percentage, but so much of that depends on the offensive line and the scheme and the everything. But that's an interesting that kind of like, isolates what a quarterback can is in control of once the pressure's in your face how often do you go down and it's what i like about lance is not only does he have the quickness of a much smaller person but he's freaking strong and he can do the kind of things that josh allen does young ben roethlisberger did is just shrug people off if you're coming in with your just an arm tackle you're probably not going to sack trey lance whereas jimmy garoppolo might have sacked himself already i mean we've seen him do three pirouettes in one (laughs) pocket i'm sorry jimmy you're still on the team i gotta take these shots i'm so sorry yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Trey, Trey Lance. He he's definitely more twitched up than I was expecting to see. Yeah. 
Yep. He he has yep. the twitch, just yep. not really the like acceleration like yep. that, or like the ability to really run away from guys. But I remember there was a, a fourth down play against the Seahawks in that game that he played that second half. And fourth down and 10, and he like dodged the guy, moved, and then kind of did a little shimmy in the open field and ran and got the first down. And you know, those are that's a different element that he's gonna get. And the more comfortable he gets in the in just the offense or just playing quarterback. Uh, the more I think you'll see that aspect of his game take off. Yeah, he needs to figure out how exactly he's going to use his legs in the NFL because, I mean, one thing about the zone read real quick, it was a failure with the Niners last year. But to me, if you're going to be good running the zone read, that's something you need your entire first-team offense doing a lot in the offseason. And if you remember, that was something the second-team offense was doing because the first-team offense was playing with Jimmy 95% of the time. So it was kind of unrealistic to expect that zone read package to be effective. You got to really commit to it, and they theoretically will this year. I want to see if they can do it a little bit better because he's not as bad as he showed. on. He was awful on those, but I think it was just an overall offensive thing. I think he can be effective on that stuff. Yeah, you know, just figuring out. He'll he'll, he'll get that right, but again, I, I don't think the Cowboys – I mean the Fort Cowboys. I was thinking the Dak Prescott because I think like Dak Prescott, I, I would assume that that's more of how they want to utilize him in the run game. Yep. Dak Prescott very seldomly runs the ball. Uh, and he will pull at times, but when he pulls, it's almost like, oh, he kept it, right? And then he takes off. And I think 49ers need to get to that point with Trey Lance where it's like, oh, he kept it. Right. Unless it's right. like in the red zone. Now, that's when I expect him to really kind of make his money as yeah. a runner. And, and he'll be he'll start making an impact as a, as a with the ball in his hands beyond the line of scrimmage. But still, I think as a quarterback, the most the two most valuable ways you can use your legs is to escape pressure and to extend the play to use your arm. Because yeah. avoiding sacks is huge, and once you get outside the pocket, if you can make throws from there, that's where that's where the big plays are. Because to me, and that's where he yeah. now that's that's I'm excited to see that because I think yeah. that's something where and I was talking to my uh, my guy, he's, you know, QB guru uh, Greg Pinelli, and yeah. and we were talking about Trey Lance and kind of the expectations of him, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't expect him to just be just super comfortable as his pocket quarterback, mm -hmm. but I think almost like not not maybe not to this extent, but what I saw from Patrick Mahomes. In his second year, right, that first year he played, where it wasn't just, oh, I'm just doing full field reads. Well, nobody really does like full field reads, yeah. but, oh, I'm just going through all my progressions and mm -hmm. then making a throw. Oh, no. Like, it was, okay, Travis Kelsey, that's my read. Oh, not there. Let me move out. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, I got Tyreek Hill. Let me throw it as Free far as play. I can. Yep. Bombs away, right? And then yep. you saw all these special plays. And we saw some of that from Trey Lance. Maybe it didn't result in him pushing the ball down the field, but... Houston Texans, they had double slants on. He looked at it, didn't quite like it, moved around, rolled out to his right, threw a first down to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, hell, his first attempt as a 49er in the preseason, he did that where they had those deep curls. He didn't like it. He rolled out right, threw a strike to Ayuk, but Ayuk dropped it. Remember, that was his first pass. He has the ability to do those things. And I think early on, we'll see him, I don't want to say make a living off of that, but I think you'll see that more this year than you will probably in the next two years. But that's that's an area where I feel like it's actually going to probably be exciting because I think there's going to be some big plays that come off of that. And to me, the way the NFL has evolved, it, the biggest offense advantage, the biggest advantage an offense can have is when you have a serious dual threat quarterback on the perimeter. Like, I think the defense has a lot of advantages when the quarterback's in the pocket, unless the quarterback's Tom Brady. But once you get Tom, once you get Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert outside the pocket, defense is fucked. I mean, they're yeah. they're like basically like holding on for dear life at that point. And 
even if they don't get the big play with their arm, they can run for a first down. And I think that's that's why I like Trey Lance. Like, who cares about the zone read? He can get some touchdowns off of that play. But once he breaks the pocket, he's so quick with uh, in his drops. He's so quick to just bootleg out. I think t- he's going to have teams at his mercy unless he's horribly inaccurate. But I didn't see that. In fact, he looks right. very accurate. It just the ball flutters a well, little bit. Well, you've okay. seen him. Now, it, there, there are times when he is horribly inaccurate. Right, like you'd see some passes where it's like, oh, where the hell are you throwing it? Who are you throwing it to? Right, like we saw those type of passes. Um, I was actually looking ahead into the Houston Texans game, like, are we still going to see those like horribly inaccurate passes? And we didn't. Nope. I thought he hit hit. Uh, he was very accurate over the middle in those tight windows. Um, you know, he was hitting guys. He hit Debo on the slant. He hit Ayuk on the slant. Like I thought he was much more accurate. So if we continue to get that version of him, I don't think anybody's going to be worried about. Three percent of his throws in that game. I mean, very right. Efficient. You know, you know, people want to talk about it, but you know, yeah. and then you've seen him in uh, OTAs, and I know a lot of people it. are like, "Oh, OTAs, it doesn't mean much. Like, who cares? Everybody look." And it's like, no, like these are things that we want to see from Trey Lance because we just talked about his ability to potentially make plays off script, right? Well, in 707 OTAs, you don't have the luxury to try to make those type of plays. You have to play from the pocket. So if he can start to become more efficient in 707, something as simple like that, especially for a guy who doesn't have a lot of reps, then hey, that's that's a good thing, right? It's like, okay, he's heading in the right direction. And okay, let's continue to work on that when the live bullets are flying. That's right. I mean, I know it's just practice, but what he just did in OTAs in minicamp, I've never seen Jimmy do in practice. And that's why I felt so strongly since last year that Trey Lance gives the 49ers their best chance to win. And I think that a lot of national reporters are kind of fading the Niners, thinking they're going to take a step back at quarterback. That's the wrong reason to fade this team. The reason well, to fade the team is because they got $24 million on the bench that they should be using elsewhere. I do think they're making a big-time upgrade at quarterback. I think the tough thing is how the 49ers are viewed. They're, they're viewed as an NFC championship caliber team right. when they were – a, a play or so away from not even going to the playoffs. True, true. You know, so all season, man. Yeah. So the yeah. way that they're viewed as this, like, kind of, I don't want to say juggernaut, but people are like, oh, this is what they're, and I'm like, man, like, I was at that Rams game. <laughs> you know, it was, it was. They're a win now team. They got to stick with Jimmy. Like, nah, yeah. they've, stuck, they've stuck too long with Jimmy. It's time to move on. All right. Jimmy's quarterback rating in the fourth quarter in the playoffs is 19. You've had your chance. Can you can you like think of a, a basketball player who has a similar who just totally exposed in the playoffs? I can't think. It was like Kyle Lowry. I think they, they call they say that about um they call him play, playoff P. Uh Paul P uh Paul Paul George. <laughs> he is a better athlete than Jimmy Garoppolo, hands down. I'll take yeah. playoff P over playoff Jimmy. Jimmy playoff Jimmy. That's a bad quarterback. Yes. That is a That's very bad. bad quarterback. Playoff Jimmy. Regular season Jimmy, he does a lot of things very well. Playoff Jimmy, not good at all. And He's bad. In in the NBA, you are what you are in the playoffs. If you're really right. good in the regular season, but you can't get out in the first round, that's your legacy, that's your reputation. In the NFL, not as much, but I think it should be. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this was a good show. Croc, thanks a lot. Always look forward to doing this with you, man. Oh, man, of course. See you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. Uh, Thanks for watching, everyone.